not good, not good. What the? What are you doing, Roger? Packing it in. After that incident with the cops, it seems this soldier isn't welcome around here anymore. Oh, that's a shame. <sighs> the only good thing about this is that I don't think I'm the only one leaving. People have been moving out all morning. Well, I'm sorry to see you go. Thanks, Alice. Oh, almost forgot. I got a message for you. It's from Willie. Said he'll explain a lot. Thanks. I'll be sure to read it. Goodbye, Roger, and good luck. You too, Private. The year is 1951. The new city radio broadcast struggles against the rise of television. With their careers on the line, the radio team has but one season to save the station. This is Writers at the Edge, Episode 9. Writers at the Edge of Tomorrow, today. Alice, follow now. Morning to you, too, Bev. Did you hear about Roger? Before you go off believing every rumor that goes around the office, I will remind you that I have given my all to building this show. And after the sponsors pulled out, I fought hard to keep everyone's job. What? And I'll be damned if I'm the one who's going to take all the blame for the radio division going under. Alice, keep up. We're all getting fired? Oh, you didn't know. Do you need a minute? No, I'm okay. Is it true we're being fired? Sit down, Cliff. Buzz, you too. I'm going to make a formal announcement. What does this mean for the show? Do you ever think we'll be able to put food in our pockets? New City... Pockets. Seriously? New City Broadcast is finished. Thanks to your little stunt, your rewrites without using our sponsors, the entire division has been phased out. But we tried! Your efforts have led to this show's very demise. No, but really, imagine a steak, but one you could put in your trousers! Really, Buzz? That's all you can think about? Bev just said we're out on the street! That's not what I said, but you all do need to be out of here by three. Buzz, the, uh... Machine in my office needs to be moved. You said we weren't supposed to talk about the sex Buzz, this is pivotal to the last moments of your career. Buzz. <sighs> All right, I'm coming. And remember, you two, out by three o'clock. I don't believe this. It's over. Yeah, well, it's not like this was out of left field. I knew this was going to happen. I bet Willie did, too. But this was supposed to be my shot. Our shot. And just like that, it's over because some jerk came along and stole our work. Well, that's the business. You just gotta cover your ass and make sure that you take what's yours. But this job, that script, it was all mine. I had it. Well, you lost it. Do you, uh... You know what Gene Kelly told my dance class before he left for Hollywood? What? Always have a plan B that you'll love as much as your plan A. It's why I'm leaving New City. Some friends of mine are going on the road. We're going to find ourselves, and I'm going to write the great American novel. It's all I've wanted since Wednesday. And I want you to come with. Cliff, we just became friends two weeks ago. Yeah, but... And you've hated me since day one. Well, that's not true. And why would I want to go on a road trip with you and your friends in the first place? I've got friends with cars and ambitions outside of New City. Well, now you have one more. And this one has some cool scarves.
This isn't one of your sick jokes, is it? Can't you see, Buzz? You're the next big thing. I told the television executives about you and even gave them a sample of your sounds. And they love it. They can't pass up this idea for a co- I mean, science program. And you're just the man to do it. They really liked me? People have always thought I was strange for my experiments, my vision, and now I'm going to be on television? What can I say? You weirdos make for good television. Just ask Lucille Ball. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Now the whole world will understand the beauty of my world through the majesty of live sound. And this isn't going to be about money. Tell those fat cats that this is a journey. I'll be taking this pro bono. I will not corrupt my vision. Mrs. Brandt, I have the executive's offer for Mr. Guy. Should I? Oh, no, Flo. Buzz won't be needing. Uh, wait. Give me that paper. Holy... How did you do that one? Oh, come on. I'll save that for the journey of the airwaves. I'll need a team of writers. I'm not the kind of sap to go on stage and say things people want to hear. I can only make sounds. Well, they said you have some of the best writers for your show. There's Jimmy Lawson and Eric Thomas. No! It has to be Alice. Tell those chumps I don't want to do it without her. And I know just the pay raise to give my head writer. I guess I'll just... Flo? Yes, Mrs. Brandt? How about one last drink? To bitter ends and new beginnings. Cheers. What are you going to do now that New City's radio division is over? Well, I've been thinking about moving back home to Russia. My dad's an engineer and they're currently working on these fantastic large rockets in hopes of eventually forming a Soviet space station. There's a spot open that I'm going to take. Oh, and I'm not supposed to talk about this, so if you tell anyone... I'm supposed to kill ya. Isn't space a big leap from elevator repair? Not really. Space travel is nothing more than the elevation of flying, and flying is nothing more than the elevation of driving. All these advanced forms of travel are all a part Don't tell me anything you have to kill for. Huh. I think I've said enough. I'm gonna miss you, Bev. Hug? No. I just don't think a road trip across America is a good idea. A road trip is always a good idea, Alice. It's about freedom, letting go, and finding yourself on the open road. You need to discover what's important in life. Good fortune isn't going to just fall right into your lap. Alice, there you are. I've been looking all over for you. Sit down so I can literally put this in your lap. This really isn't the time, Buzz. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just wondering when you'd like to witness the hour of your redemption. What are you talking about? Just how you're going to be head writer of the hottest new show on television, starring yours truly. Buzz, you can't be storming off like that. These things are very time sensitive and you need to act quickly. Wait, are you serious? This little twerp is actually getting a show? Ow! What the- That little twerp took years off my life! And he's going to be the biggest television sensation in the New City Television Division! And I need you, Alice! You brought us all together and helped us make something great! That failed, but let's do it again and better! I don't know what to say! You have to take it! I don't want some fat, gray-haired, fuddy-duddy scalping my vision for the world! You get me. 
I get you too, Buzz. But I thought we were all doing this because we love radio. Buzz, you love sound effects. You're a master at them. Don't you want to stay in radio and see what the future brings? Alice, be reasonable. There's no future for radio. Television gutted this place from the inside out, and if you're half as smart as you act, then you'll take this generous offer and get out while you still can. What about me? I don't know. This doesn't seem right. I'm going to need some time. Well, you'd better take it while you're packing all of your things, Alice. You have till the end of the day. Just think about it, Alice. I don't want to see you ending up like Cliff over here. Hey! Wait, Bev, we need to talk costumes. I was thinking a mammal of the week. After all this, Buzz is the one to get his own show. I guess those TV types just don't know talent when they see it. I just wish Willie was here. He'd know what to do. Oh my god, the note! What note? The note Willie left for me. Roger said it would explain a lot. Well, I'm going to pack up my things. Let me know what Willie says in the letter. Sure. So this is it, huh? Dear Alice, if you're reading this, I'm somewhere long gone. I wanted to write you because I see a lot of myself in you. There were a lot of things that I was afraid to admit about myself, and they ended up costing me dearly. In life, sometimes we must choose between what we want and what we need. It reminds me of the third time my brother Jeb saved my life. The first was in the womb, the second, I don't remember, but the third. The third was in 1924, when Jeb and I went down to the Macy's Christmas Day Parade. There were these giant floats and exotic animals from places we couldn't even pronounce. Do you know what a cheetah is? Well, I didn't, but it was the most majestic spotted creature I had ever seen. I had to learn more, so... Willie. And after that, the doctor said the claws had sunk in too deep. deep. Jeb's face was scarred for life. The doctor offered to fashion him a mask so as not to scare his children. But no, Jeb felt it was his duty to let them see the truth. He would sacrifice his pain for them to see humanity. I guess my point is that while it always seems to be about you, what's more important is the collective. What you can do for the best of everyone. This is the true human experience. Groups of people working together for ideas bigger and better than their individual selves. Mr. Willie, the broadcast starts in five minutes. Tell Fidel I'll be there. What a great ride, folks. Thanks for tuning in, sharing a few laughs, and shedding some tears. Who knows what the future holds for Alice, Cliff, Willie, Bev, Buzz, and Flo. Who knows what the future holds for anyone. But you can be sure of one thing. None of their futures hold the New City Radio Division. Be good and spill a few drinks for radio tonight. I know I will. This episode of Writers at the Edge was written by Steve Allman and directed by Matt Brousseau. Featuring Bob McCarthy as Roger, Christian Isley as Duke, Jason Acevedo as Cliff. Natalie Van Sustain as Bev, Tara Canaley as Alice, Taylor Gerard as Buzz, Tayshawn Farr as Flo, Tom Bowman as Willie, music composed by Rebecca Nystad, assistant director Angela Jackson, production assistant Natalie Van Sistein, recording engineer Rebecca Nystad, and produced by David Pierczynski. Concept for Writers at the Edge by Jocelyn Pierce. This program was produced for the Columbia College Chicago School of Media Arts, Radio Department, Barbara Calabrese Chair, and WCRX-FM, the student-run radio station of Columbia College Chicago. Wait, 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 wait. Come back, come back. What about Duke? What about Duke?